What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for reboots, remakes, sequels, and adaptations, and the exploration of why we keep doing this time and time again. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And we're talking about the animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the fifth Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe. Well, we got three, two, one, three, seven. (laughs) Yeah More than most Yeah (laughs) There's almost as many in this movie as there are films That's true So Yeah There should be no worry when they're introducing all these spider characters We've had six who have all played Peter Parker Exactly The the white one (laughs) We've had six versions of the white one Now we have a black and white one Yeah Which is my favorite one Uh, So what were your general impressions? So it's funny Uh I mean, we've done a quite a bit of shows here where we've crapped on Sony. And I was like, yeah, because they usually make give us crap. And especially with Venom this year, I was like, oh, that, that was trash. I don't want them to have any of the Marvel properties. And I walked out of this theater was like, you know what? I owe Sony apology because this movie is brilliant. Yeah, I... I guess I didn't take a while, but they were doing so many press screenings and publicity screenings that my Twitter feed for the last week has just been, it's the best animated movie ever. Yeah. It's the best superhero movie of the year. It's the best Spider-Man movie. that's all movie. loaded considering we're in a year with an Infinity War and Black Panther and like Incredibles and Wreck-It Ralph. You're like, okay. And I went in being like, we'll see. Prove we'll it to see. me. And I'm not going to lie. They had me... At the opening credits. Yeah. When the Columbia logo glitched out and did all the different animations, I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's see what we're doing here. If I'm this in. level of detail is throughout the whole movie, yeah. I'm all in. And it was. And it was. so quickly, all of my concerns of, if I just want a Miles story. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be the Spider Too Avengers. All dissuade. Yeah. This is a Miles story through and through. All the other characters are almost ancillary. Yeah, most of them don't come in until like the middle of the second act. Yeah, yeah. And the movie it has so many emotional beats. A lot. Like it just this is. I don't know if I'll say it's the best superhero movie of the year because Infinity War exists. Right. But this might be the best origin story of any comic book movie. Yeah. This might be the the most endearing, honest one because the things I really liked about it was a the emotional gut punches they kept throwing and they kept putting stuff on top of it and kind of this sense of legacy that no other characters really had to go through of really living up to To something. someone else, right. Uh, Which I guess Batman Begins kind of had. That's like the closest one. Terry deals with that a little bit, yeah. Um, And just kind of even like bigger themes of belonging and family and getting pulled in all these different directions and the learning curve. Right. You go back to Spider-Man 1 and you have one scene where Peter like it hits a wall that's, yeah. and then he's got it. Right. He's got it. And in this one, he still can't unstick. He can't yeah. do anything his on command. He doesn't have his webs is in and out. He doesn't know how to control it. Like yeah, none of that works accurately, but you have to put him like, it makes the, it makes his journey that much more entertaining to say that, Oh, he's not getting this off top. Like it's taking him a while to get to this point. And it's great. Cause we, you get to see all the other, what this movie does is put all the other Spider-Mans on the table that show that they're at the top of their game. This is what a true Spider-Man looks like. And eventually, hopefully, when this is all said and done, Miles ends up in that same kind of vein with him. That is my one of my favorite motifs they do is the like one more time from the beginning and you get all I these, love these those quick... Co- I love them. 
And then they and then they do one when they get more and like they do a basically a four page panel of all four of them. Like, look, we don't have time to go through all of these new ones. So here's here's Spider Ham and all this. I was like, this is great. This is cute. I love it. It also really showed you how we were laying layering the characters because yeah. you had Miles, you had Peter, you had Gwen, and then the other three were kind of there just to really be like, it is a multiverse, right. and look how weird right. this can get. Correct. And I think it doesn't just serve the, oh, we're going to make all these movies now. I think that really serves just letting you know how big, big this idea of the multiverse is. And it's also great. I mean, you're a massive Spider-Man fan. It's also great because over the last decade, we've gotten so many different versions of Spider-Man that it's great to show the mainstream media that like it's not just Peter Parker anymore. Like, yeah. we have we've been doing this a while. This is all that's on the table. Catch up. Well, it even just showed you he doesn't have to be a kid. Right. Like, even the Peter Parker you get in this movie is so different and so refreshing from who we've gotten in Homecoming and Amazing and Sam Raimi's because you're now seeing him at this these crossroads in his journey yeah where he really is like cynical and jaded and he's mm-hmm. gone through it he doesn't want to hear great power great responsibility no. anymore he's he over doesn't, all of that he knows what the villains are going to do he knows the beats he's out of shape he's lost yeah. and watching him kind of come back through the eyes of miles and it's, and it's a great story in juxtaposition because the reason why he's kind of down on his luck is because in his his universe he and MJ are split because he didn't want to have kids so now this is kind of him Seeing that, oh, maybe I could be a decent dad because with his relationship with Miles, it's kind of like, oh, maybe I, I effed up. Do I want kids? I might want kids now. <laughs> yeah, I loved, and I thought Jake Johnson did such a He's good great. job. He's fantastic. Like it, it still had all the like the quippiness of mm-hmm. Peter, the sarcasm, the heart, but, but he just was with this that, like layers of years of broken. And, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's great. No, he he's fantastic. Uh, Shamik as Miles is great. Uh, I, I think this is one of the best cast as for an animated film in a while. I mean, Nick Cage is on another level. <laughs> if we get one of these movies, I want noir immediately. <laughs> yes. Nick Cage is nuts in this movie. Like, I want to go back to watch this movie just because there's a lot of things he says off the cuff that are like throwaway lines that are brilliant that I just want to go back to, to catch. Well, and they do such a good job of taking this R-rated Spider-Man universe and kind of bringing it down to a PG rating, right. but keeping it intact. And yeah. it almost makes it funnier when he's like, I like to drink milkshakes. <laughs> and I punch Nazis. <laughs> it's like, oh, I would just watch this 1930s Nick Cage Easily. forever. Easily. Um, but I also the animation on this, I mean, there's no real name for it now because this is the first time that it looks like this, but it's brilliant. And it has this perfect way of blending all the different eras of Spider-Man. So Noir fits in with the anime, Spidey, and like the pig. Like they're all different versions of cartoons. It's a weird thing that I I bring up a lot when people talk about art or Funko Pops or action figures or posters where you can kind of take all these things that have these different styles and throw them together in this almost like graffiti wall. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to do that. And when you can do it, it works. Because like the... The weird thing about Funko Pops is when you have a lot of them, they all just they look, all look uniform this, yeah. and they look the same. Right. And when you have like a Funko Pop and an Amiibo and a Black Series figure and this, it's the, they pop out more. Yeah, right. and your eye kind of gets to explore this wall and find different things. And they use graffiti in this movie as something Miles likes to do in his right. artistic. And it almost kind of eases you into it's this idea mm-hmm. that you're going to be seeing a lot of different stuff. And right. it coalesces really well. But when they are all together... 
you can really let your eye like explore the frame because if you're not paying attention, you won't notice that Penny Parker is just anime the whole time. Or yeah. that Spider-Ham is uh, a, like Looney a Looney Tunes, Tunes character, character. and yeah. that uh, Nick Cage is cell-shaded. Like, is, you kind of right. miss some of these things. But when they're all... The first time I noticed, I think, was when they were on the roof, and they were all together sliding side... Because you almost have to go side to side with them when they're on the roof, trying. I mean, on the ceiling, trying to hide from Ned. I was like, oh, crap. They're all different styles of animation in one shade. I was like, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah. It, there's a lot of... It's like Super Smash Brothers. Mario and Ridley and Fire Emblem shouldn't fit together, but But they kind of, they find this weird way to do it. Yeah. And they keep that through this whole movie. Like, even when, like, the spiders are glitching, Mm -hmm. you see Spider-Gwen's world, the forest. I think the one thing that I'll say, I don't know if I think this is the best animated movie ever. It's certainly the best one this year. We're living in hyperbole, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's going to take years away before we can say that no that was probably one of the best animated films ever right but yeah I would as much as I love Ralph and I love Incredibles this is the best because it's probably the most original even though yeah it's a Spider-Man that's what I was property. gonna say the, everything about it is new well you know what that Disney Pixar Disney animation even other animated studios do it they're becoming the Funko Pops of animation yeah Wreck-It Ralph and the Incredibles looks just We've like Frozen it. and yeah. Zootopia and all these other ones so I don't know if I'll say this is the best. It's the most original. It's creative, yeah. And I think you get credit for just being a different animated style. Very much. Like and I we, guess now they're patenting this anime, animation style, which I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it worked. I mean, it's it's different because it reminds me of a little bit of like Lego. The Lego movies have their own animation style. And this right. is kind of like now in a different version. So we ha- we're starting to get a little bit, which I love because I... My brain checks out sometimes if all the I was getting is tired. exactly the same. Yeah. I was getting tired of every studio just being like, it worked for Pixar. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, well, all right. It's almost like what happened with Warner Brothers animation for a while when Bruce Timm did the Batman animated series. And, and I was all like, was the block shaded. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, guys, this looks great. And I love <laughs> that animated series. But does every single show you do have, have to be inspired by this? Like, right. if you even go back to, like, Saturday morning cartoons, it was... Animaniacs, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Dexter's Lab, Recess, yeah, Doug, all of these things looked stylistically Similar. different. Right, they were all completely different from each other, and it made me want to watch each one of them. When you have them all looking the same, I'll pick and choose. And I'm like, well, that one I like, the rest of them, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was getting, and I'm just watching this movie. It was amazing how many times I just caught myself being on this ride and just really like... It sounds so weird to say, but watching the movie. And it keeps you on your toes. Like, you, this is a movie, Lord Lord wrote the crap out of this. This is a movie that, like, you never really see which way we're going, which is great. Um, because I think both comedy-wise, it's hard because all the comedy, each character brings in their own style of comedy. So the comedy changes. It's never one note the entire time. So you'll get... Whatever Nick Cage philosophizing about old school stuff and and whatever Humphrey Bogart esque way he's doing it, but then you get Miles doing the like the quippy new age like I'm the young kid style, and they all merge and blend really well. Yeah, they did a really good job of making all these characters have such distinct personalities that I don't even think the like I, I've said this about the Marvel Cinematic Universe where I'm like everybody doesn't need to be Iron Man, especially when we get to the Joss Whedon ones. They yeah. all have that quippy. They all are in that same vein, right? And it, it dilutes it when you get to characters like Iron Man, Spider Man, Star Lord, who are supposed to be like the. Right. They just rela- um, announced Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, so I was thinking about Ultimate, Marvel Ultimate Alliance two, and they had those things where you'd put them together and they'd get bonuses. Yes. And if you put like Human Torch, Peter, Iron Man, and a fourth one, it'll come to me. 
you got like a loud a mouth lot, yes. thing, and yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, here's all. And I'm like, yeah, that works really well when they all have voices. Deadpool but if you do the, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you throw that into the MCU, it's why it, things like Black Panther stood out, right? Because or, it doesn't, right? No, you're right. That is true. And I think in a time when we've get, we've got what four comic book movies we had this year. Panther, Panther, Infinity War, Venom, and now this. I might be missing one. Oh, and like, Aquaman's coming. Yeah, I was like, DC didn't put anything yeah. out yet. So in a, in a world where we have that, and some of sometimes times Marvel, we've had this complaint, sometimes their stuff does feel similar. Like it's one big anthology is kind of what we're doing. It's one big world. Panther's a little different because it's, it's done, it's a, a different character and it's black. So it's, it right. feels a little bit different. Um, this one feels both modern and a classic for all the old school Spider-Man fans. Well, and that's the other thing I loved about it. I think this is one of the first Spider-Man movies too, and maybe it is because he's African-American and Latino, but this was one of the first times I felt like he lived in a city. Yeah. This was one of the first times where I felt like not only did they get Spider-Man and not just Miles and not just Peter, but Spider-Man. Yeah. Both of them. Like what this character, what this mask really means, Mm -hmm. they really got that right. It's something that the other Spider-Man movies have never really done this kind of notion of like, because it, it's a Spider-Man line. It could be anyone behind the mask. Right. That was the big thing when he came out in the 60s. Yeah. That's why he was a relatable character, was they kept going, it could be this you, could, it yeah. could be this, he could be young, he could be white, he could be black, he could be old. And they've never done that before. Right. And so to really see it happen and really have Miles' monologue at the end that was like, here I am, I am now, like, right. we're doing it, Yeah, is great, because it allowed him to understand what this legacy is and why this character is important and give it his own voice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really important nowadays to be like, you can do something and make it your own. Yeah, and I think that's why I like, I like this movie so much, because it shows like you have the, the original, normal, white Peter Parker Spider-Man, but you have Miles, you have Gwen, who's amazing in this movie, too. So you have, like, girls are represented it. But urban kids are represented, and the, the soundtrack is like all over the place. You got hip hop, you got some like. Oh, I downloaded like, the album in the theater on Apple Music. Like, this is happening now. <laughs> it's like, God <laughs> damn, that's I love it when they they take so much in this movie that is like city life. Yeah. That is like, you know, I grew up in Chicago, so it's not quite the same. But like New York, it's, Chicago, it's, Detroit, feel, yeah, they have that. This same. like spray paint mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like everyone's kind of friends with each other like right. he's going i love he's going down to school it's i still live here wait you miss me <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah i get this like yeah. it feels like it feels like a school where he does have this like crew of these people yeah. and then he gets somewhere where he doesn't really belong like right. i think everyone has had that when they switch schools oh yeah for me it was going from a catholic school to a public school Mine, yeah and you're like, well, now this is very this is different. not the same world that I was in before. <clears throat> but yeah. even just like the graffiti, the music, it was everywhere. It was vibrant. It really felt like being downtown. Colors pop. It, right. I was like, it, the colors popped and the way that they drew things was so good. It did remind me of being downtown Detroit again. Like I was like, oh, this feels, even though it's animated, it feels like a real live urban setting that somehow the animators m- conveyed. And I think that's why this movie is testing so and going so well is because people are like, there's an authenticity that's happening in this well, movie. Well, it's going to sound really stupid because I hate when people say it, but it's like, the city was a character in my script. Yeah, yeah. But it is it like, is. yeah, no, it's kind of why Batman works. Yeah. It's like, Gotham feels so lived in. Right. And this city feels so lived in. It's even what, like, Star Wars does really well. It's a world 
that feels worn. Yeah. Everything's a little dirty, a little grimy. Right. It feels like people have been there. It's why when they juxtapose it with the Empire, you feel like it's so different because mm-hmm. it's clean and fresh. And even this movie does that really well. Whenever they switch to a new location, the colors change, yeah. the scheme changes. You immediately have a new direction and tone when you're like going through those gorgeous autumn trees. Dude, I was about to say the autumn trees to the city, completely different almost animation style but the way the colors are so different is I was like this is brilliant like this is a beautiful way to look at this movie right now and to have those three characters going through that autumn I was like oh this I'm in love with the story alone but the animation I I kept having to be from time to time like this animation is beautiful like I can't stop looking at this movie yeah that's what I mean is like you obviously you watch a movie but I kept catching myself just being like wait I missed all that dialogue right just like looking at this art exhibit in front of me because there's so much happening yeah like I, I will talk. We'll get more into the movie itself. Yeah. But it just really was like the end game mm-hmm. of just all these colors flying. flying around. You get these shots of Gwen's universe where all the lights have this like glow around like, them yeah. and this weird haze. And when you see Noir's world, and it really <laughs> yes. is just Sin City. Right. Like I really. I want to see more of Spider-Ham's world. I, I want to yeah. go to this anime world. Yeah. I mean, they and they pull like 60s Spider-Man yeah. and all the... This, this was a love letter to, to this character. Correct. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The sec- and Miles. The second I walked out of the theater, I was like, oh, oh, Blake. Blake's going to freaking in, go insane. Well, and even <laughs> just the little things. Like, they don't bother putting subtitles when they're speaking Spanish because it's like this blend... And even that was it. I knew so many people in the city who they would just dip in and out. Right. And I was like, I didn't need subtitles because I can pick up what you're saying. Right. Context, I can put down what you're saying and I I can get it. And and I feel like that's more personal. Like if you're doing that in a story and you have a kid that's half black, he's going to go in and out. And you're not, the dad may not understand everything, but- He's okay with that because, and that, and that's kind of portrayed to the audience. Like, well, little, this is the same thing that's happening for him to us. We don't need to put every single word that's happening in their life. And I love, I mean, I, this is why I kind of love the Miles character anyways, because he's one of the few heroes where his immediate parents are still alive. So it makes his journey a little harder because he's like, I didn't lose my parents. That was something in the, in the comics. I think it's like his second or third run when he fights Venom and Venom kills his mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, guys, like, we don't... kind of do the... Yeah. We don't have to do this. Right. Of course, you know, then they broke right. his entire universe. <laughs> right. Now he's in 616, so right. it's... Whatever. <laughs> but now the ultimate universe might be back. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's a very messy thing over it's, there. It's just Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sometimes comics are dumb. <laughs> but I do think, speaking of the comics and Miles... Yeah. You know, when this character came out, I want it was it two thousand seven or eight? I think it's eight. Yeah, it's like Ultimate Fallout Four is this, which I have. I need to dig that up when I'm home this holiday because now that's going to be a <laughs> that just jumped up to a, a lot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, I also have Spider Gwen's first appearance. I should dig that out too. Nice. Keep these things right. Make sure that I wasn't fucking them up. For, <laughs> um, but you know, that was a character when they introduced him in Ultimate Fallout. He's wearing Spider-Man's suit, and right. everyone's saying he's being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And so he starts off as a character that's living up to something huge. When Ultimate Spider-Man dies in those comics, and Aunt May once had a small funeral, there's a line outside of the church, and now he has to pick up this mantle that meant so much to everybody. Right. And I and his dad doesn't like Spider-Man. Yeah. His dad blames superheroes. His uncle is a supervillain. Right. There's so many more personal stakes to Miles 
just outside of his race. Right. Like that was almost one of the things I really appreciate about the movie was that was kind of there. There, but not that wasn't a big thing to bring to the point. Like we didn't there wasn't a plot or a This wasn't a this racial race, movie. Exactly. This, you know, the yeah. way like there was no like hate you give themes right. where he goes to this school and he's like, well, I've got to be white here and be Latino here right. and be African-American here. Yeah. But it was kind of baked in. Right. And I think that's also part of it being urban, mm-hmm. that it really is like cooked into the DNA. Right. Um, but even like the comic, they never really deal with that. It and I feel is. like right. in representation, that's kind of the next step. That's where you want it to be. I know a lot of people say, I want, I want representation. I want this to all my films. But then sometimes it gets to a point where like, you don't need to point it out when it happens. It, when it's there, it's like, all right, cool. I happen to be gay or I happen to be black or I happen to be a woman. That's not a part of the story. Like, yeah. That just is. <laughs> right. I think you said it once where you were like, we don't always have to make African-American slave no. stories. There's yeah. other, there's, there's other, there's other stuff right. going on. <laughs> um, but they really pulled out all of those things that, you know, make Miles who he is in this movie. Because I feel like him as a character was... I don't want to say more complex because I don't think that's fair, but I'm going to. It was more complex than Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. His origin story, and to be fair, it's because he had Peter Parker. Right. This wouldn't be that complex of a story if he, was, if he wasn't created in 2008. Right. But even next to other new characters that Marvel has made, Riri Williams, Spider-Gwen, Silk, all of these kind of non-white, new non-binary Kamala. characters they've been creating. Kamala. Well, I think Kamala and Miles are both in the same like. But they've done a few where they are just like, uh, Iron Man's a black woman now. Yeah, you, I, you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Kamala and Miles, they've kind of created stories and it's more, their race is a, a secondary thing where, you're right, <clears throat> Ironheart literally is like, well, we just made a black a black girl version. She's very smart. <laughs> okay. But, um, which I think is what you need to do as these characters get made. Because one thing I do like about this movie and the grander scheme is... Now there are people going to grow up and this is their Spider-Man. That made me so happy. Like, this is yeah. now what Sam Raimi's was to me in 2002. Yeah. This is now that world. It reminds me of when, when, when Green Lantern came out a couple of years ago and there was a huge, like, underbelly of people who were like, well, why did they make him white? And I was like, wait, what? He's always been white. And I'm like, oh, wait, the only representation of Green Lantern you have is from the animated show where it was always Jon Stewart. So in your brain, it's only been that version for a good generation of people. I'm like, oh. And now that's kind of what we're doing. Maybe that's what they should have done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and they... And just they put Miles through the ringer. Oh, in he gets this goes movie. through not just physically. I feel like he gets it worse emotionally in this movie than he does. Yeah, his school hates him. Yeah, his dad. And the, but what I love though is his family loves him so much. There's never really a like f you, Miles. No. But like I, I've said this before about something recently where I was like, it's not really about what people are doing to you. It's how you feel. Right. And you really do see him just be like, you mean all that stuff you said about Spider Man, Dad? Yeah, I don't like him. Great. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you don't like me. I also just like saw this dude die for us. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and now I'm him and there's no winning here. Yeah. And And like that just scene when Prowler realizes that my, like that Spidey is Miles. It just hits. It's like he takes that mask off. He's like Miles, and for for a brief moment, because Prowler Ooh. is in a zone the entire movie. Like I'm killing everybody. He's awesome. awesome. He's killing everyone. Mahershala, great job. <laughs> but he's killing everyone. I like. I know why he needs to die. <laughs> right. But like, 
God, give me a Prowler movie. <laughs> but when he sees it, that Miles, that whole facade drops and he immediately becomes uncle. And you're like, oh, this is. And then they got to hit you twice. And then he's got to put him in the alley. Yeah. And then the dad's got to find him. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is nuts. He you are beating me. He comes Miles and Miles can't say anything yeah. through the door. And, and oh. then he, goes, right, he goes back to the group and he's like, and they all kind of like, yeah, we've been there, kid. I love that though. Yeah. For me, it was my uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. for me, it was my best friend. For yeah. me, it was the and I. The only thing I wanted more of, because of who Gwen is, there's like a scene where she's about to fall and Peter and Miles catch her, right. and I just wanted Jake Johnson to be like, "Not happening to me again." <laughs> right, right. I wanted something, or for her to like save him and be like, like "I saved this, Peter." Right. Because they almost all got an arc. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping that like in their origin when she's like, I couldn't save my best friend Peter Parker. Yeah. I was almost waiting for her to be like, okay, I, I did it. I got it. this one. Yeah. I got I'm it. back up. Yeah. 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 Those three are the ones that kind of get a story like this the story arc. Hers is probably the least of the three, but she also gets a story arc. I think she's great. Haley Seinfeld's great. Even the ancillary ones kind of get one. Penny has her her robot get busted yeah. and Spider-Man Noir discovers colors. <laughs> Oh, the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Do you have a problem with cartoons? <laughs> Here's my hammer. It'll fit in your pocket. Yeah, I, I, we we haven't really... I mean, Lord does a thing with comedy because he's, he's the Lego... These are... Philip and Lord are the, the Lego creators. Uh, they also did 21... Wrote 21 and 22 Jump Street. So their use of comedy is great. But this is the first time that I've really seen them level comedy with super rough emotional beats like they yeah. they blend that really well um but there's some comedic moments in here that i just can't get out of my head because <laughs> my favorite probably in the entire movie is and it just shows you how miles was still learning is he's supposed to go up to the top of the building and to like swing off and he goes to the tallest building and going up all the steps running rotating and he gets up there at the top and you just see the next thing him just going back down the steps like that is genius my favorite comedy bit was and they're in the spider cave it's like Go on, kid. Tell me what you can do. He can turn invisible. Not on command. Not on command. <laughs> yes. What else? I can do this venom blast. Not on command. He can't, can't do, do it, it on command. command. <laughs> what else you got? It's just those two things. It's just those two things. Yes. That's my favorite thing. You would like Aunt May in this movie too. Great. What a badass. She is a badass, and it's great because she always before we realize that she's a super badass. There is that emotional moment when she sees. Peter, granted, she, she immediately knows, like, you're not quite my Peter. Like, well, you she's look- also had the other three show up. Right. So she's, right. So she's already aware that something's going on, but she's like, I, my son who, I mean, my, my nephew who's dead, I now have a version of him in front of me. So she just touches his face and, like, kind of sees his belly. His, his little, gut. <laughs> he's a little bit. You're shaped different. Yeah, no, I'm getting that a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But we get that, and then immediately she switches and becomes almost like the Madam Web of this world. She's like, she's like mad into every. I was like, oh, let me show you some shit. So when she's sitting down there in that bunker, once Miles is on and comes back, she's like, it's about time. I like, what took you so long? Spray paints that <laughs> suit. Yeah. It's great. All those suits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those are like, I'll just geek out whenever spy, all of his suits are out. I'm like, well, there's the big time one. They have the one from the video game. That one, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Iron Spider was there, the stealth suit. I was happy spray painted, though. I was like, oh, if he's going to just have Miles' suit in yeah. there. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so many. There's 
a lot of nuggets for the the diehard Spider-Man fans, but beyond that, it's just a great movie. Well, and I will say, back to my other kind of like, oh, I want this to be a Miles movie. I forgot that really Miles' first big thing was the Spider-Man crossover Mm -hmm. when Peter comes and gives him the web shooters. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this has been like baked into his DNA. There's always kind of been a multiverse. Like I think they were like 14 issues in when they did that. Right. It wasn't even that long. Yeah. Because at first I was like, I want this to just be Miles. Just be and Miles. I was like, oh yeah, like the second thing he does is meet Peter. And But it, it's it's great because you, you think that, and this is this is why I love this film. The first act of the movie, I mean, we inter- we're introduced to Gwen, but it's all Miles. And in the middle is where we get most of the, the rest of the universe. But the climax of this film they all leave, and it's it's Miles has to be the it's one. It's a Miles to put movie it, yeah, film through. Yeah, so those are like you said. We said from the beginning, those are ancillary characters. But it, I love the way they're promoing it because it is a bigger Spider Verse. Like they are creating this real world, but it is Miles' story. And I think why they have to do that, it sucks a little bit. If they made it just on all promos, just Miles, the Black Hispanic, I don't know if it would bring in the audience as much as it would. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's a hook yeah, to have. It's a way to bring Look at all these in. guys. Exactly. Let's sell a bunch of toys. Right. I'll buy them. <laughs> yes, I want them all. <laughs> I did walk out and I was like, God, I really, I haven't had this in, since probably The Phantom Menace, but I got out of the theater and was like, I just want to go to Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was, like, I was like, I want a Gwen, I want a Gwen figure now. I want a Gwen figure with her with her mask off because that haircut is badass. I love your haircut. You don't get to <laughs> you like don't my get hair. to like my hair. <laughs> it's puberty. That's, That's other... not how puberty works. Oh god, it was so good. <laughs> and he's yeah, he's also the only character who's had to like discover his powers in public. Right. Like when it's sticking to yeah. her and it's just everything's everything they do to Miles is on display to somebody. Right. He never really gets a moment alone. To do it by himself, right. And I think that that makes it so much better. Like, if you go back to the it's, Sam Raimi one, and it's like, oh, I'm going to do my art in the corner, and I'm going to swing, I'm going to stick up here, and then you get to Andrew Garfield, and he's going to, like, skateboard right. to that emo song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. But it gives you a way of doing it, because, I mean, in a teenager's life, when they're growing up, and they're going through their weird, awkward phase, where they, like, got braces on or whatnot you have to live that in real life so this is kind of that version like all right i have to go through my puberty my my growth my adolescence my weird phase my ugly my ugly duckling phase in front of everyone like i don't get to do this only in my room and one of the other great touches is when he gets his spider sense and his thoughts start being the word bubbles yeah. from comics and i was like oh that's it's good. such a smart way to use that and it, it doesn't get overused it's only in that 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 hallway sequence is coming in but it's great it's so good yeah, there are a lot of nods that I'm just like, oh, this is great. And we would be remiss. There is a a Stan Lee camp that was filmed before. That oh, just my God. punched me. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was just the hardest. I Now we're, at, now we're in this, and I'm like, ah, every time he's in the movie now, yeah. I'm just going to get sad. Yeah, the entire audience was like, oh. I'm going to miss him too, kid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. You sons of bitches. How <laughs> dare oh, <dear>, you. <laughs> that was good. I just want all of it now. And then, I mean, if you stay through the credits. (laughs) Yeah, Miguel O'Hara shows up. Oh, my God. You got Oscar Isaac to voice. That's like, what? Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) You got Oscar Isaac to voice a post-credit sequence? Like, really? Also, now you have to make Spider-Man 2099 (laughs) with Oscar Isaac. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, I like Spider-Man 2099. They've never done anything with him where I've really been like, like, yeah. Right. 
But I love how meta this movie is too. Like it pokes fun at itself. So the the, the classic Spider-Man meme that everybody sees with the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other, that's kind of what the gist of the final button is. But making fun of all the other Spider-Man movies. Like you have a moment where he's the yeah, I was I did this and he's got the emo walking down the We're thing. gonna talk about this. We won't talk about this. So I actually I want to talk about that a little bit. Is the implication here you think that that is the Peter I mean the Topher Grace Peter B Spider-Man, or Tobey Maguire's I think Spider-Man? I think so. Like, it feels like that one is the Because they use the upside-down kiss. They right. use the train. MJ sounds the, like Kirsten Dunst. Right. Yeah, I think that that old universe version is the one that we've grown up through the years with. That would be cool. Yeah. A part of me, though, is like, if we're going to do that, I still want my scene where I see all of them. Because mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse comic has that dumb moment where, like, that guy looks like Andrew Garfield. Right. I saw one who looked like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, like, uh, Lords did say that, like, he wanted to make him an amalgamation of the all three of the live action ones, but not be on the nose with it. So I don't think it's outright said, but it feels like that's the lived in Spider-Man that we've had. Like we've it had almost felt like the video game one too. Yeah. Like a part of me was yeah, like, I yeah, did. this is, yeah, I would have loved a post credit scene with Madam Web and just see all, no, of, all of them. Yes, all of everything. Them. Cause now that game is huge too. And I'm like, yeah, toss him in there. Yeah. Why not? That voice actor fucking killed it. He did. Bring him in. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> why isn't that the DLC? I've got to go chase around right. a hammerhead. <laughs> Throw me into the multiverse, man. That'd be awesome. That, <laughs> right. that would have been the best DLC to Cola coast. This would have been the best DLC to release with that game. Would have been like, oh, easily go play with Miles with Spider Man like, yeah. Noir. Yeah, you'd be like, here's Gwen, go for it. I'm I like, feel yeah. like that's the easy thing. Yeah, especially since that this is all in house. Like this is all Sony. So and they it's also been Dan Slott wrote that game. He right. wrote the Into the Spider Verse comic book in 2000 whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason that should not have connected. This has been a great year for Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good time outside of. What happened to him in Infinity War? This has been a good year. Yeah, but even that was so good. Like, even that was so good. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, because the other thing this movie really proved to me is that yeah. superhero fatigue doesn't exist. Nope. Let's just... It's going to keep making a bunch of money, whatever. Yeah. But what it did really prove was there's so many different flavors of it. Yeah. That if we really do want to challenge ourselves, we can do these stories forever. And we've always had this thing where they've said... and this is the first time I think we really get to test it where we have two versions of a same character on the screen within the same year. Yeah. And people are buying both. Like if you don't, cause you know how sometimes they're like, yeah, well we can't have a green arrow on TV and do one on film. Cause that's going to confuse the world. This movie made so much money. <laughs> no one's confused. Yeah. A part of me is like, yeah, I, now I think we're, it took us a while, but now Thanos has snapped and we're doing the multiverse. Right. Like now we're we're as comic booky And we're under and I think the audience is also understanding that these films are telling an entire story. So like, yeah, we know that Spider-Man 2 is being being filmed, and we know that there's gonna be a Black Panther, we know that there's gonna be strange, despite what's happened to them in Infinity War. We're just going along for the ride. So keep making good movies. People are going to keep showing up. It doesn't matter how many times you do the same, like a, do like a Spider-Man movie or you do Infinity War and continue it on. Like this audience now is smart enough to know that I'm watching these movies for fun. I'm not saying, oh, well, well, hold on. If Spider-Man died, you know, how are they making a Spider-Man? They don't care. They're just in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of the box office. Yeah. It's not doing quite as well as I wanted it to. Making It made what, 40? 35. Okay. So it's not... 
terrible. It's going to have legs, though. I think this is going to pull a Jumanji. Yeah. Where it's now it'll just be in theaters. Word of Mouth is phenomenal for this. It's got an A-plus cinema score, which is insane when you get that high. It's got 97 critics, 95, I think, on the fans. Like, it's... And, like, the 97... We got to put this one in perspective. The ninety-seven critics on Rotten Tomatoes—that's with an average of an eight point eight out of ten. Right. That is nuts. Because sometimes you'll get anything positive above what I think it's six point five is considered to be positive. So, like a seven point three out of ten is usually the average. This is an eight point eight. This is well loved. Yeah. This is going to go on through the holidays, and I think next next week it might drop off just because there's so many new releases. But I think it's going to stay in the top three, and it might end up being back in the top one or two the following weekend. And to be fair, it was projected at 30, so it came over. Yeah. It beat The Mule, which had 17.2, and then Mortal Engines is somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, knows? Knows? Who, who knows? Really, it could be anywhere. But next week's going to be interesting because we have Mary Poppins, which is a family film. We have Bumblebee, which is getting great reviews as well, also a family film. Oh, like 7.5 million for Mortal Engines. Oh, that's awful. Oh, yeah. It was a hundred and ten million yeah, so that's production a huge, budget. That's a huge well we may we have a new failure of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin Hood and Mortal Engines. That's yeah. what we've learned. Yeah. People don't want to see bad films. And then Aquaman. So it's going to be an interesting week next weekend to see who comes out. I do hope that more eyes I think what's gonna help this, this is gonna get nominations. Like this is yeah. going to be in Oscar categories for like best animated film. It, it should win yeah. best animated film. Yeah. In a year. I liked Regular Alvin Incredibles too, but like my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it is the lowest opening for Spider-Man behind Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which that doesn't make sense to me. It's behind Amazing Spider-Man 2? It's the lowest one. So in oh, order, okay. it goes Spider-Man 3, Homecoming, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, Amazing 2, Sam Raimi's 2, Amazing 1, this. Got it. Okay. Which is strange. Well, a lot of times those sequels do as good as the previous one. So, like, Spider-Man 3 right. is going off of the hype from Spider-Man 2. Um, I just so didn't think Amazing so Spider-Man 2 would be over Spider-Man 2 because no one liked that movie. Well, inflation. I, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 was, I know, low for a Spider-Man movie, but it was pretty well-received overall. So I, I don't know if people were just kind of like, all right, let's see It was too soon. too soon. Yeah. It was too soon, yeah. and then it was, like, fine. It wasn't right. anything to really it run home about. Exactly. And then Spider-Man Amazing 2 was bad. Yeah. And then the MCU had to take him home. <laughs> like, we got it from here, guys. Get out the way. Um, and if you add Venom to this list, it's just in between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2. Mm, Isn't that irritating? That's, that's what I think bothers me, too, is that, like, this is an infinitely better movie than Venom, but I feel like Venom is going to be a much bigger... People love that movie, though. They do. They People love, love that, that movie. Um, I was buying a, a shirt the other day, and someone was like, oh, a Venom movie. Yeah. The Blu-ray like, is coming out, and I saw the trailer. I was like, it made me... I mean, the commercial made me angry again, but people people ate that movie up. Just like I see some of the stuff that's happening for Aquaman, it seems to be the same case. I'm like, well, all right, maybe some movies aren't for me. <laughs> I think that's kind of where I'm getting, is I'm like, yeah, there's just going to be some stuff that I'm like, yeah, it just didn't click with me. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Venom is a fine film. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this movie, and I don't know what I want next from it. Yeah, so where I does want- this Go. I want something that will never exist. I now want this to be on Disney Plus, and I want a show, Ooh. a mini series with this animation style for each character. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna, you know, what sucks a little bit, and it kind of doesn't suck, but I do want to see a Jake Johnson Spider-Man movie. 
I want to like see where I want to see him pick up the pieces, and I'm like, ah, I shouldn't watch this Miles Morales movie and be like, more of the white <laughs> I one. I want the white one, please. You've reinvigorated <laughs> my love for vanilla. <laughs> yeah, thirty one flavors. No thanks. I am also interested to see how this affects the Marvel Sony pact that's kind of been doing because Marvel gets to use a live action Spidey for like three films, three solos. And Maybe three now they don't care. Maybe Whereas now like, they're like, take Tom Holland and run. Yeah. I wonder we if have like, this. We, we're good over here. <laughs> yeah. No, I think next. What I, I think what we what we're getting next is Gwen, right? They've already announced that Morbius, I believe, is their next from the end. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Fuck him, Jared Leto's Morbius. No. <laughs> yes, we're getting Morbius and Venom too. I meant from this from world. the animated stuff. Yeah, they're they're spinning they're spinning off, which is great. It's clear that as they were doing tests and all this stuff, they're like, oh, no, we got a hit. Let's crank more of these out. And they're adding Silk and Spider-Woman to it, which is fine. Okay. I don't like Silk very much, but whatever. Yeah. It's one of the ones where we're saying where Miles got a story and Silk was like, another spider bit someone. And (laughs) her and Peter have to fuck. (laughs) Right. The chemicals from the spider makes them want to fuck. So horny. I was like, really? This is what we're doing? We're going to (laughs) introduce a new female character at a time when they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to announce that women aren't just objects anymore. Here's a woman that Peter can bang. Yeah. It's like a magnet. I do hope that Lord... And Miller and, and these guys are in charge of that too. Like I well, don't. They're not making Star Wars or DC movies. So. <laughs> that's, that's that's very true. It's almost the best thing though that they got removed from that because now they get they. It really seems else. like they just shouldn't be on set. If they yeah. can animate something I'll and write, write you it, something and hear you guys do it, I just I probably shouldn't be around the actors. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to seem like that's the case. Yeah. So we're getting that, and that's fine. I get it. Spider Gwen's a huge character. She blew up when they made it. I did love her in this movie. What I really want, my top two, are just just Miles, and I really want that noir, noir. movie. <laughs> yeah, noir is the way that I, I and I think coming out of this, like it makes sense if Gwen's the next one because you were like, all right. There's a the live action Spider Man that can handle the white Spider Man audience. We need the black Hispanic audience, and then we can get the girls. Well, and Miles will be in it. That's right. like that was right. their romance yes. in the, the comics. Correct. Was and this you, universe, universe long distance right. thing? And you have the girl. So I think that's going to be the two that they go with. But I think they walked out of this, and everybody's like, "Oh no, Nick Cage stole this goddamn movie." Unless Michael H- O'Hara, unless they're really going to crank out Spider Man twenty ninety nine right away. Yeah, true. Which I will watch. <laughs> You got Oscar Isaac to do a post credits. It's bananas to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange that they got that, and now it's Sunday, and they haven't said anything. Like I'm waiting for this announcement now. Of like, and obviously, right? <laughs> we clearly are already animating and working. If on. If there's one thing that Sony's learned is that the Spider-Man characters from the '90s really sell well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want all of them. Yeah, I. This Except for got- Penny Parker. I don't really need an anime one. No, I'm good for her just being the ancillary. Her and Spider-Ham. I'm like, I get, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm definitely of the mind now that there is no such thing as too much Spider-Man. If, if it's quality like this, I'm, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. We're, yeah. <laughs> that fatigue, man. Everyone's getting <laughs> oh, so, so tired. tired. Yeah, it's not happening. Just 25 shows on television and 90 plus mil in China. People are eating Titans up, guys. No one's tired of anything. (laughs) They're going to introduce this murdering Batman. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Well, that's our show, guys. You can follow us online uh, at Hollywood Already Did It on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Hollywood 
Hollywood already did it PC, something like that. What's our Twitter handle, Terrence? Hollywood ADI. Thank you. Hollywood <laughs> ADI. We're on Instagram at Hollywood Already Did It. I'm at, as always, Blake and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. It's been a long couple days. Yeah, it has. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. And leave us a review, too. Later. Bye.